All right, it can be one of the most awkward situations ever when you are in public and your child starts misbehaving. It might be, you know, they're grabbing at the food and the and the treats there at the checkout. Uh, one time, and I think I've shared this in a previous episode, I had a, a meltdown. It was um, a full-blown meltdown, and I was in the toilet paper aisle and, and paper goods aisle at the store, and I just looked at this child, took a step over them, and went around the corner. I just kept going. They were screaming their head off, and I had to withstand the withering gaze of people that thought, who are you and why did you do that? Do something with that child. Mm-hmm. It's a long story, but you've been there. I know you've been there. I'm John Fuller, joined in the studio by Dr. Danny Huerta. He leads our Focus on the Family Parenting team. And well, everybody else has been there, Danny, because you are a doctor Oh, and yeah. you're a counselor. <laughs> yeah, You've never had kids anything never like that. Have yeah. your kids ever done anything that embarrassed you in public? <laughs> oh, never. Never. Okay. Of well, course good. not. Yeah, let's Thanks move for on. listening let's today. That's and... right. Yeah, I remember uh, early on in my parenting, I mean, there are plenty of stories there, John, but I was just remembering in particular the, the classic grocery store <laughs> moments that we've all lived through and... Uh, the, the your blood flows through to your head of embarrassment, knowing yes. my kid is screaming, everybody's looking, and now the stage is on. It's like the lights are all on, and you're ready to sing for everybody. And uh, so there's my son singing to the whole world, uh, crying actually, mm-hmm. and and wanting uh, something that that yeah, he was really hungry, he was tired. It's it's kind of those things that. Sometimes we drag our kids into, and uh, I had to just uh, call an audible in that moment. I guess shopping is not what we're going to do today, because I did realize that the misbehavior was because my son was tired and hungry. I yeah. knew that, and I, I put him in the wrong place at the wrong time. We need to take care of those things first before we do the shopping. Yeah. So we, we left, and I had to reset, but that was one moment where everybody was watching to see, what mm-hmm. is this person going to do? And uh, I have full compassion to parents that have a screaming child as they're going through the aisles of the grocery store. I just want to hug them and say, hey, it's okay. We can, we'll, we'll be able to be fine. We yeah. know that it's, it's out of your control right now. The, you, he, your child has lost control. And, and that's when we can have compassion. Maybe an encouraging word. Hey, you got this. Yes. Just smile at them yep. and then keep going. A little grace goes a long way. And uh, let's go ahead and hear a little bit now from Dr. Kevin Lehman. He is one of the most popular guests we ever have on the broadcast. And uh, he and Gene Daly talked with Jim Daly and me about how to respond well when your child acts up. Great to have you both. Thanks for being with us. Oh, yes. We're a winning combination. Well, I know that. <laughs> you guys, I'm a little concerned, actually. Well, last time we were together, we talked about marriage. I know. Right? Yes. And it's really helped in Jean yeah. and I's relationship. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, she called me. <laughs> <laughs> there has been time. There have been times when I've come home and said, you know, Jean, I think we need to spend 15 minutes and let the kids go play. And she'll say, who, who did you interview with today? <laughs> That's true. That is true. And so I could say, well, Dr. (laughs) Kevin Lehman had that great idea. But you've worked with lots of families, Kevin, and uh, you have noticed the ways kids work their parents. Now, Mm -hmm. I've never experienced that. Have you, John? Oh, golly. (laughs) (laughs) So speak to that issue about how kids work their parents. And I think you had a specific example about being at a restaurant and seeing a little little one work her parents. Oh, my goodness. You know, I've often said we've seen the enemy and they are small. (laughs) 
<laughs> and they're unionized little suckers. <laughs> and they have a game plan. And we were at uh, one of those commercial steakhouses and in Tucson, where I lived most of the year. And a young family came in. It was mom, dad, maybe 12, 13-month-old little child, grandma, grandpa, and maybe an aunt. And they were in one of those round booths, but right next to us. <laughs> I'm an observer of people, let's put it that way. And I just thought to myself, oh, this is going to be interesting, because they brought over one of those little wooden high chairs. Right. In fact, you've seen people maybe turn them upside down in a restaurant, and they'll put a, a car, car seat, seat in. Yeah. Yes. And the dad tried to put the little cherub <laughs> into the seat. And instinctively, the little cherub pulled up her legs. Okay. <laughs> going to make sure. this hard. And that's when I said, I'm going to pay attention because I know how this is going to play out. <laughs> <laughs> and God bless them, they tried to get that little ankle biter in there, but she had no part of it. <laughs> so what do you do? Dad goes... And brings her and puts him on the seat. And I knew that child would be passed around, which happened during the meal. Came back to dad. Dad was trying to feed the baby. The baby took a spoonful offering and threw it over the shoulder. I mean, it was just hysterical, but it reminded me of one of the things I try to share with young parents. And that is don't start habits that you don't want to have continue throughout your child's college graduate years. <laughs> In other words, there That's is something scary. to training. There is something to making, if you will. Making. I mean, you're training, if you'd prefer that word, but training children that you will sit in that high chair. Okay? And it's it's a test of wills. And don't think these little guys don't have a will of their own. Right. Let me let me ask you about that. So uh, what would be the appropriate way that that mom and dad should have handled that? Um, put them in the high chair. Period. Put them in the high chair. Even if you have to kind of uh, spend yeah. some time working those ankles in there. The, the basic premise is kids will live up the expectations we give them. Hmm. Now, if you're a young parent today and your goal is to create a happy child, we should all bow our heads and pray for you now. Because it's going to be disastrous. If that's your goal, to create a happy child, there's times the kids need to feel unhappy, experience unhappiness because of their mouth, their attitude, whatever. And so take time for training. It's like if you have a puppy, when do you start the training? Do you wait till the puppy is six months old or a year old? If you do, you'll have a miserable dog on your hands. So you really have to take the time for training. And anytime it's a public event, like we started off the discussion about trying to get this little ankle biter into a into a high chair, but anytime there's a public audience, the child knows that. They have little built-in <laughs> antennae that says there's an audience. So if it's yes. in church or it's the pastor's son or daughter or whatever, I mean, they got you. Yeah, they do. Yes. Over the barrel. Danny, Kevin talked about when parents let their child get away with misbehaving. We do not advocate that. Uh, speak, though, to the other end of the spectrum, and you kind of did in the opening, when I am all about the discipline, I'm all about the rules. I mean, the, the illustration of your 
child having a meltdown in the store because he was hungry and tired. I totally get that. And I wish I could rewind and have a few redos on that. I mean, we learned to, you know, always have food and snacks and waters in the car because you don't know when you're on an errand when it's going to hit. But what about that parent that is um, so bent on, no, you are going to comply. We're going to get this errand done. I'm not going to let you interrupt my plans. Needs to be a little oxygen here, right? There does. And unfortunately, most of the time, those aren't the ones listening to podcasts like this. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true? Yeah, probably. Uh, they're, they're very driven. They're very opinionated. And uh, many times in these moments, they're triggered. And uh, they don't necessarily take feedback very openly. And I've had those types of parents in my counseling practice. So I know that very fact that uh, they believe it needs to be this way. These are the rules, and my kids need to bend to that, and I don't want to hear anyone else. That can be so damaging to mm-hmm. a child. Uh, research has shown that kids that are raised up in that type of environment have more mental health issues, more possibility of suicidal thoughts, more panic attacks. It really creates an environment that is toxic. And so uh, if there's a parent like that, uh, I would encourage you to... Uh, get some uh, some counseling if that's a different parent. It's the the other parent that's not listening to the podcast, and get some family counseling. It can be very helpful to get in there and explore how this is impacting the family. If you are in that situation where you feel angry, you see your child shutting down towards you or not responding to you, or being rebellious directly to you, even though you're putting down the rules. It is time to get some feedback and try something different. Try something new where you balance a high level of attunement and sensitivity and love, the seven traits of effective parenting, and and then a high level of guidance and boundaries. But it needs to begin with that attunement and understanding so that there can be trust enough to have that guidance and boundary uh, push that needs to be as part of the molding in the relationship. So the seven traits of effective parenting, we do have an assessment online that you can take to, to see where you're at, and that's through focusonthefamily.com slash seven traits, and it'll be in the show notes, I would imagine, mm-hmm. John. It will be. Uh, and that's a great starting point for a parent. If you're wanting to grow and wanting to address maybe uh, some of this dynamic of being all rules and no warmth. Yeah, and the the uh, the assessment is not hard. It's it doesn't take a lot of concentration. It's maybe five, six, seven minutes long. It it's going to be really helpful for you. And we follow up with some suggested uh, resources to uh, get a little deeper into the content. So look for the link to the assessment and uh, to uh, get a copy of Dr. Kevin Lehman's book. Make a donation to the Ministry of Focus on the Family today. Help us help parents literally around the world. Uh, make a donation of any amount today. We'll send the book by Kevin why your kids misbehave, and what to do about it. Well, more from Dr. Lehman and Gene Daly next time. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. <music>